podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. It is good to be back, but it, we, we've had a, a wonderful time away. It's nice to just refresh, to recharge, and then look forward to what's coming. We were chatting about the things that are going to happen leading up to Christmas. God willing, this year we're going to be able to celebrate Christmas without too many restrictions. I won't go all the way without saying no restrictions uh, because obviously things aren't uh, guaranteed to be perfect. But nevertheless, it was nice to have a bit of sunshine and to just recharge. The, The best part for us wasn't actually the holiday. And I know that sounds crazy. The best part was the bit before, because we hadn't told the lads. There's so many variables, isn't there? I mean, it was only one positive result away from not going, uh, positive's not always a good thing, um, from going away um, on holiday. And uh, of course, there's all this paperwork you have to fill out. So we've not said a word to the boys. And we managed to, uh, to, to, to get them to Manchester without them knowing we were going to the airport in Manchester which was a failing on my part because what I did was I said, oh, i tell you what we could do. This is when the England match was on. Tell you what we can do. We'll go and have a look around the Etihad Stadium and we'll go and have a look around Old Trafford. Now, that's all well and good, but we were flying at quarter past one. <laughs> so we've got to get to Manchester. We've got to look around two stadiums. We've got to get to the airport. Believe it or not, we had a chance for dinner. My wife had me up earlier than I've ever been up, and that's saying something. And uh, we, we got there, and the boys, we got into the, uh, the car park of the airport, and uh, I said, I need the toilet. As you do, I mean, we're all the same. So I'm gonna have to go to the loop, okay? Um, but I suppose while we're here, we may as well go on holiday. <laughs> and of course, Jack, my eldest, was like, that'd be nice to have, but we've not got cases. So I said, what about if we had? And he was like, well, we haven't. I said, we have, they're in the boot. Anyway, he did the thing, had a look, and he was like, oh, I know. So that was the best part for us. It was all downhill from there, I'll be honest. Anyway, but, but it was, it was fab. But um, on one of the mornings whilst we were on holiday, we took the opportunity to go and have a walk around the coast, to have a look at the, at the seafront. And it was magnificent. Yes, it was sunny, it was nice. I mean, you can do that in Britain, can't you? Go and have a look at the sea, but you need the biggest coach you can find. Most days of the year, there's the odd one. But uh, we went and had a look, and we got down onto this little cove, and the, the beach was quite pebbly, and there were, uh, the, the walls, uh, the, the cliff walls were quite high. And the, the one thing that struck me while we were down there was the noise. It's unmistakable though, isn't it? It is completely and utterly unmistakable. The noise that the sea makes. You you could be anywhere in the world and it makes exactly the same noise. Completely and utterly unmistakable. And it was loud. And we were thinking, shall we go and have a paddle? And I was thinking, let's not. I don't trust me, let alone two kids. One of them, she's far too adventurous and uh, yeah, dives in regardless of how deep it may or may not be. Not interested one bit. So we were careful, but we enjoyed the noise. But I wondered whether you know that unmistakable noise that the heavens do exactly the same. They have an unmistakable noise, but with the normal human ear, we can't hear the noise that's happening in the heavens. 
Now, using acoustic astronomy, I know I impress. <laughs> I should get out more. I get it. I get it. <laughs> but scientists can observe and can listen to the sounds and the pulses of space. They found that stars don't just orbit in silence, but rather they generate sound. And all of the stars that are out there, all of the things that are happening, every single thing makes a noise. And it resonates, and it's like a, an orchestral symphony. I know, I, I'm impressed. I can see you're not. Anyway, but it, it's amazing. Now, what you have to do is just listen for a second so that you can hear what these noises sound like. They're like whale sounds in that sense, that they are um, wavelengths and frequencies. They can't be heard by us, but once science has a tweak with it, we get a noise. And Alistair's going to show us just for 30 seconds, but have a listen to this. And that's the silence. <laughs> it's incredible. That's the sound of a star. Imagine it. Of course, there's different sizes. Little ones. That's a bigger one. A larger star. And then the huge one, which was just like a, a hiss. And all of that, if you go and have a look for yourselves, it's all about the makeup of the planet and how it, of the star and how it works. But we see and we hear then this noise that's happening constantly. You know, like when you walk away from the seafront, the noise doesn't stop, does it? You just can't hear it. And the same in the stars in the sky, that the noise is happening regardless of us being able to hear it or not. Listen to this in Psalm chapter 19, verse 1 through 4. It says, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech, they use no words, no sound is heard from them, yet their voice goes out into all the earth, their words to the end of the world. Don't you find that psalm amazing? That the psalmist has penned there the noise of the heavens that he cannot hear. The noise of the heavens that he cannot hear, yet he pens that these make a sound not that they can be heard, but of course now with modern science, we can hear that these planets, these stars, these supernovas, everything that you've ever seen or dreamt of, if you've even looked on the NASA website and had a look at some of the photographs, they all make a noise. Different frequencies, different wavelengths, and science has enabled us to hear them. Day after day, night after night, it just keeps going. And this incredible symphony that can be heard in the heavens is declaring the glory of God. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 12, he writes this. 
Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand? Or with the breadth of his hand, mar- breadth of his hand marked off the heavens? Who has held the dust of the earth in a basket? Or weighed the mountains on the scales and the hills in a balance? What incredible words Isaiah writes there. He's showing us the size, the magnificence of God. That everything that we see, that we go, that's just too big, is in the palm of his hand. Sometimes we wonder whether God cares about you and me. Whether he's involved in the day-to-day activities that happen with us. He is big enough, amen? He is big enough, he cares enough. And Isaiah here tells us who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand or with the breadth of his hand marked off the heavens. I mean, it's just incredible, isn't it? When we start to to put in balance what God has done for us, when we look at creation, we start to see that we worship a God who's placed the stars into space and has sculpted the earth so that it sits like it does, and the planets that fall out from it, and of course the sun that keeps us just the right temperature. It's open for debate. Everything, day after day, the word tells us night after night, declares the glory of God. Like the waves crashing against the rocks or the sound of a star. It's unmistakable. Creation gives us such a wonderful picture, such a clear picture that we can't avoid. Church, so often we look at the word as a church. This is where we root ourselves. When somebody walks in and they've never seen the word of God before, how do they see God? It's all around us, isn't it? God has created the world. Everything that is around about us, we see God has been intrinsically involved in. When you look at that we breathe out carbon dioxide and the trees breathe in carbon dioxide and they breathe out oxygen, what is it that we need? Oxygen. The creation says to us, look at what God has done for you. My brother once said to me, When a tree is bare and there are no leaves on it, it looks like the inside of a lung, doesn't it? Isn't that incredible? Isn't that amazing? That God has said, this this thing here, just these brown trees with nice leaves on, they're turning very autumnal colours, they're there for you, so that you can breathe in nice fresh air. And when you breathe out, that tree's there to breathe in that and give you that nice oxygen. This is creation, and that's just one thing out of a myriad of things, innumerable for my mind. But go and look, go and see, go and find out. And and I'm convinced that when we look at creation, we can't help but see the creator. Amen? Paul's really clear in Colossians about this clear picture that we have. Colossians chapter 1, verse 15 through 16. A huge section of the New Testament. An incredible part of the New Testament. And he says this, The Son is the image of the invisible God. 
the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. In him then all things were created, things in heaven and on earth. God has placed the stars into space. He's stirred the waters. He's raised the mountains. And we've been left with a very significant trail of sight and of sound that points to a wonderful creator. One who cares. One who loves us. One who's interested in the very smallest of details. One who desires a relationship with you and me. Paul goes on to explain that in him we can have life. Verse 19, for God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. This is reference to Jesus. God was pleased to have his fullness dwell in him. And through him, through Jesus, to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven. How? By making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Peace has been made for you and me. Humanity, that God breathed life into our lungs, placed us on this perfect planet that allows us to live and to breathe and to function with everything set out for us and enough space to explore for a lifetime and some. God didn't need to do that, but he did. Why? Because he created us to be inquisitive. He created us to be a people that want to look and want to find out and have a desire to have more knowledge. God did that because he loves us. We're not robots. We're not all exactly the same. Some of you will be thinking, I couldn't care less about stars right now. Some of you will be thinking, it's the most interesting thing I've ever heard. But that's because we're all different. But by God's grace, by his mercy, as different as we are, he knew that we needed the one thing. We all need the same thing. We needed a saviour. Wherever we're from, whoever we are, whatever we look like, whatever our interests are, it's exactly the same outcome. That without Christ, we are on our way to a Christless eternity. He said, I've made all this for you. And we chose to go the opposite direction. We said, God, I don't want anything to do with you. Your creation, not interested. I'm bothered about me. And God said, look, I'm bothered about you too. So much so that the sin that's now separated you from me, I'm about to deal with it, with the only way that it can be dealt with. I'm gonna send my son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and he's gonna bear the weight of your sin and your shame, and he's gonna deal with it on the cross, and he's gonna deal with it once and for all. The very God who put the stars into space allowed mere human beings like you and me to put nails into his hands and his feet. Mere human beings like you and I to weave a crown of thorns and thrust it on his head. Human beings that he created, that he loved, that he made a world for, to rip out his beard, to whip him, so he was unrecognisable as a man. 
This is the God that we serve, that he loved us enough to give his very best, even unto death. Church, we sit in a position, stand in a position today where we are blessed beyond measure. But I'd encourage you that we have to open our eyes. I'd encourage you to open your ears. We go about our day to day, one after another, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, oh, it's Sunday again. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Listen, we need to look. We need to take stock of what's around us. We need to embrace the fact that we have air in our lungs, that we have a beautiful, almost blue sky. Who'd have thought that when you woke up this morning? But we have rain to keep the crops growing, to keep the grass green. We live in a beautiful, lush country and we take so much for granted. God says, I love you. That's all for you. But the most important thing, the most important thing is I've given my son, the Lord Jesus Christ, for you. He's given the Lord Jesus Christ for me. And then when we accept Christ as Saviour Church, it doesn't just stop there. In fact, the light's been switched on. The excitement in that sense begins. Because now all of a sudden, you remember the waves that go on day after day and night after night. And the stars that declare God's glory day after day and night after night. But we have the same opportunity. While ever we're here on this earth, we have that same opportunity to praise him. To declare his glory, to join the symphony, to lift high the name of Jesus, to make him known to the ends of the earth and say, this is the God who loves you. This is the God who put the stars into space. This is the God who gave his very best for you. When we said, I don't want anything to do with you, our God is the creator. Our God loves us. Let's not forget, church what he's done for us. Let's not forget all that we have in him. And I encourage you today, let's join that symphony, eh? Let's join that symphony to declare that he is God and he loves you and me. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.